Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Outsiders of Boxing Podcast brought to you by the Willow and Wilt episode coming forward and hot, just like the weather is outside. We're looking at one of the best boxing years that we could talk about in recent years for sure. We've been into this given that the best are fighting the best, and one would have to question that when you first heard that. But being delivered, especially by PBC, uh, we have some hot fights coming up. We have some hot news coming up. Uh, everyone's aware of the big money fight that's on its way coming real soon, a lot sooner than, than, than was expected. But, um, you know, it's a, a great day out here. We want to kick off the boxing week right with all the folks and the fam out here. And obviously I couldn't get that done without my tag team partner, the man I hold the titles with for the, being the podcast tag team champions of the world. My man out from God's country in Houston, Texas. D. Willow Wilson, what's up, my man? Talk to me, brother. RC, RC, what's going on, my man? Uh, good afternoon, good uh, good evening, everybody around the world, around the globe, listening to Outsiders Boxing. You know, brought to you for now by the Willow and Wills podcast. But as we always say every week, real soon, Outsiders Boxing podcast will have their own um, channel, their own everything. And uh, we look forward to that day. But I can't, hey, can't, I can't wait to talk some boxing with you, RC. I've been waiting all week, man. Yeah, man, that's right. I mean, hey, you know, we talked about it for a long time, and now it's finally happening. The fruition of everything we've been speaking on is coming true. And, you know, we're starting to break some, some ground. We have some people talking about it on Twitter. I got some people that maybe they're not the friendliest people, but everybody's talking about it now. Now that uh, one ship has sank, another one has rised. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's looking real nice coming up for the future of boxing. Um, we have some good fights. I mean, one of the fights of the summer we could talk about coming up a little later on down the road, which, which being the Adrian Broner and Mikey Garcia, a whole lot of things going on in the sport that, like I said, we really didn't expect this because the way the PBC has been looking for the last two years, uh, man, it looked like it was just you, you knew who was going to win each and every time there was matchups. But now it's leaving people with question marks. There's a whole lot of action coming up soon. Not only that, with – you know, HBO is still uh, – there's still uh, shoulders deep in the water right now, but they're still, they're still kicking and kicking and squealing out there. So, uh, But, you know, speaking on HBO, um, we have a fight coming up this weekend. It'll be the first title defense for the young, young featherweight champion, WBC super featherweight champion, I should say, with Miguel Burchot versus uh, Takayashi Mura. That will be held in Los Angeles at the Fabulous Forum. You know, well, I went to the Fabulous Forum not too long ago to go witness Triple G fight Dwayne Wade. I mean, <laughs> not Dwayne Wade, but you know what I mean, Dominic Wade. It was just kind of like the same way if he fought D. Wade. But, you know, the Fabulous Forum is a, is a really, really prestigious place, back where the Showtime Lakers used to play, um, right there in the hood. 
Uh, so make sure you uh, you got your check your pockets before you leave. You don't want to drop nothing out there. You might not get your shit back. Um, unless your name's RC and you're the 2015 reigning podcast rookie of the year because I did lose my phone that night. But, you know, with the respect that I have out in the hood out there with my folks that, that stay out there, end up getting my stuff back with all my, my driver's license, my debit card, credit card, the whole nine. So you just got to be careful you didn't out have to there, call, man, because – You didn't have to call WAC 100? Oh, no, man. I didn't have to call none of that. I, um, You know, uh, it's funny. I, I ended up calling my phone. Dude answered it and said, uh, gave me directions where they were staying at. And it was right there in Englewood, in the hood. Let's go. So uh, my cousin that that stays out there um, took me out to this place right then and there. Bam. There you go, sir. No problem. So it's all good, man. But, um, you know, it's a real nice arena, man, real nice venue. Uh, when I was there, the lighting was a little uh, odd good. because – this is the new form, correct? The form is yes, new. Sir, they, or is this the same? Okay, it, right. No, they they uh they gave it some upgrades and all that. Um, you know, one thing they need to upgrade is the bathrooms because shit, man. It's like it's like you're going down to the basement somewhere over there, man, and it's just like one long ass line. But you know, it is what it is. It's it's an old school type venue. It's got its upgrades and it looks all right, man. So it's not that bad. But you know, it's gonna have some good action going out there this week with the young man. Uh, Bertrand, as we were speaking of, with his first title defense. And, you know, he's a tough kid, man, tough customer. He's had some really good fights coming up, leading his way. Um, this this title wasn't given. Uh, he definitely earned it. And, um, you know, I think any time we see a fighter coming over from Japan, such as uh, Takayashi Miura, they always come and they fight, like, as if death before dishonor. You know, we've seen it in, in plenty of other fights. Um and so you could never count these guys out. And, you know, if you want to uh, uh, put a quick one out there, uh, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez found that out the hard way when he fought what you called baby Pacquiao, gave him that work, and, you know, took the strap on a big upset. So you can never sleep on these fighters coming from, from that side of the, of the water. I mean, um, no matter what it is, because it always seems like they do get the bad end of the stick, but the way they fight, if you have some judges with some good integrity – um, it seems like they're always game, and they could take a lot of punches, man. So you know, um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put these guys out, and you're gonna definitely have to earn their respect. Otherwise, it seems like these guys are just continuously they'll, they'll be cool with being the Walking Dead coming forward. But I mean, um, it, it should be some good action. What do you think about this fight coming up, Will? Well, I everybody should know by now. Um, if you are a follower of us at our previous um, at our previous location, <laughs> that you know guys that weigh, uh, what are they? This is super featherweight. So what is that? One oh no, that's bantam. So at least they were like what one thirteen or something like that. Yeah, right? we're gonna go that about one fifteen if yet. Yeah, I'm not really, you know, too interested in that, but. I have seen I have seen Burchelt. How do you say that? How, how would you say that? I believe I believe Hispanic? you said it right, right there. Burchelt. Yeah, okay, I have seen him fight. Right, yeah, and I and I saw uh, a Takashi fight before. I think I, I saw him fight Vargas. Pretty good fighter, but I think he went to sleep. Um, looking at your boy uh, uh, Miguel, he's uh, thirty-one and one. His one loss was a KO. Looked like it was maybe. It was two years ago, so it's not really that long ago that he, he went to sleep. 
featherweight. He's not my boy. Okay, I, I mean, it seems like you were hype on this. So I didn't know if this was your boy or not. But nope. featherweights going to sleep means I don't. I, I, they usually don't go to sleep, but these guys are knocking guys out. Um, like I said, Burchell is thirty-one and one with uh, twenty-eight KOs. You know, his only loss he did go to sleep. And my uh, and Takashi Miura is uh, thirty-one and three with twenty-four KOs. So these little guys are they're bringing it. And like you said, uh, my uh, Takashi he's Coming forward, he's he's giving it his all. Um, you know, I think he's a little older uh, than Burchelt, but it should be a good fight. You know, it's maybe the little guys. I don't like to see them live, but when you know, um, on the watching them on HBO or something, it should be a good fight because, like you said, they're gonna be throwing punches. We're getting fifty to sixty plus punches around until somebody goes to sleep, and I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna go to sleep. This is for the uh, the W. BC featherweight championship. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think so. Does uh, it's for the WBC or the WBO? Am I mistaken? Uh, WBC, man? my man, the green belt, brother. The WBC, yeah, the green, the, yep. the green belt. So, yeah, yep. it, it's interesting. I'll probably check this out. You know, we've got other. Uh, we've got the uh, the great white height fighting. No, not the great white. Oh Hype, yeah, he's not hype oh, anymore. We got the we got What's the great white dynamite. You know the working oh, man fighting. Too. I like so I'll that. Probably, I'll I probably like check that. these out. I'll probably That's I'll stuff, probably yeah. check this out, man. Yeah. Well, before we move on to the next one that you just mentioned, let's just get a prediction. You see, you see, you're saying it's going to be a stoppage. You're going to give it to the my man coming across overseas with the white with the white uh, with the red dot on the white flag. Or are you going to go with with Burchell in this one? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I really I really don't know. I, if I had to pick, I would go with the. Uh, I think I would go with the Asian guy, uh, you know. But this guy's a young Mexican fighter. I'm a, I'm a ride with Mexico. I'm a ride with North America on this one, and uh, I'm gonna go with Burchell with the stop probably late. You know, these guys can take beatings. Young 25 year old against a 33 year old. We'll see. We'll see. All right, there we go. I, I feel I feel like the safe bet is to go with Burchelt also, um, but like I said, man, you just never know with these guys uh, coming across overseas with the the death before dishonor style and fighting. So hey, if, if these guys are throwing a lot of punches, you know it's always what fans want to see. They don't want to see guys running around, and sometimes you get some good action with these little guys. But yeah, the fans from over at the the other podcast we used to work with, we're not going to mention that name. Uh, if if they've been following long enough with my man D Willow Wilson from Texas, they already know that. You got to have a, a, a certain je ne sais quoi, as the French would say it, to get my man's attention and to get him hyped as he thought I was hyped for this fight. Look, I'm just, I'm just reporting the news, my man. This is what we do over here. And, um, you know, um, I was never a big fan of this, this man, but uh, definitely give respect where it's due. I could, I could uh, dislike a fighter, but I could definitely give credit where it's due. Everybody's got to give props at a certain point of the time. So, um, you know, uh, it's something to look forward to. And um, I feel definitely that. looking just forward to that you. The text that you sent, you had it in bold, so I didn't, you know, it felt like you were a little more hype, all caps in bold, than the other one. But maybe I was wrong. <laughs> was maybe it all I bold? Wrong, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know that, bro. My bad. <laughs> hey, okay. All right. Well, uh, well, that's granted. All right. If it was all bold, sometimes uh, our buddy from the old podcast, Seattle Simon, sent me a message in all bold, and I feel like he's yelling at me. So it's like, okay, if it was like that, which was probably some spelt, was a, a spell check. Because I definitely did not mean to put it in all bold caps, but if it was that, then 
uh, we got to figure it out here. It's all good. So um, it's just something to look forward to for the weekend. Anybody who's going to be uh, anybody that's a boxing fan is, uh, you know, the, the the boxing fans hardcore around will be definitely checking it out. But some people who uh, might not be uh, knowing what's going on on TV this weekend, don't waste your time watching the UFC because that was the shit show as you seen last week. I don't know if you heard about it, but there was about three or four fights that were canceled from a pay-per-view card, including the main event. So, you know, if you want to, um, but the main event, but the main event were, <laughs> it was women, right? So that, yeah, you already lose women. <laughs> they lost already. Like, come on, man, get out of here. Yeah, they Nobody were losing. Yeah. No, no women fighting in the main event. Where did you come up with this shit, Dana White, to fucking put women at the main event? And the thing about it is, since I, I didn't expect to talk about this, but since we're throwing some shade anyways, why not go there? Uh, Dana White was real upset because Amanda Nunez, uh, I guess she's the women's champion. I don't know what weight division it is. She's the one that uh, that looked like a man out there. And I know she's a dyke because she got a girl, so. Low key, they're probably key. the same size as Barrera and uh, and uh, not Barrera, <laughs> my fault. That uh, with Burchell uh, uh, and and and, and Magier, whatever his name is, they're probably yeah. the same size as those guys. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I don't know, man. I, from what I heard outside looking in, was this was that she was uh, uh, having problems with weight issues. You know, UFC fighters are having a lot of f- problems with weight issues because. Uh, you know, there's so many pounds split Roy. between different weight classes and roids, obviously. Uh, if you look at Amanda Nunez, like, that's probably a woman I would never tell me to make me a sandwich. So just by looking at this woman, you already know something's going on. But anyways, you know, the UFC, if you're going to pay attention to that, those uh, UFC bros, you're losing anyways because I, I got to see the goddamn numbers. I don't know who would pay 65 bucks, bro, as Dana White says it, for a pay-per-view where the main event's canceled and three other fights are canceled on top of that. Like, you know, it's whatever, whatever. But we can talk about the great white dynamite. I like that name, by the way, Willis. That's a really good name, my man. The great white dynamite, Joe Smith Jr. I mean, this might be his home cooking right now over at the Fabulous Forum because what happened the last time he was at the Fabulous Forum? You know, Willis, RIP to your boy Bernard Hopkins. He got uppercut out the fucking ring and talking about he got pushed out and he had the 20 count and he still couldn't make it in the ring because, you know, man, he B-Hop was getting that work. Joe Smith Jr. gave him a, a going home party disgrace by getting punched out the ring and knocked out like the way he did. And, and now he's coming fresh off his construction work site where this man was uh, uh, raining right after the fight, about two or three weeks after the fight where he won the strap. He was right on his construction site probably, you know, punching sandbags, breaking them out so they could get the cement mixed up. And who knows what this guy's doing out there. But you know what? This man wears a blue, a white cap for sure, and he is a gentleman and a scholar if you look at Joe Smith Jr. Um, coming into this fight, a 10-round fight, but that's okay. This is probably one of the, the most slept-on light heavyweight fights uh, of this year. It's probably one of the best light heavyweight fights since uh, uh, Ward and, and Kovalev that's been going on. And I tell you what, man, Sullivan Barrera, uh, you know, we've seen Andre Ward make easy work of him. He's just a, a triple G's big homie who tries to put in some work on some cats when working on the side type job. Sullivan Barrera is a, a, a solid fighter. He's not a bum. Uh, I give him, you know, uh, probably a, a solid B minus maybe, you know, maybe if, if, if he's going life or death with somebody, it, it could be a B fighter. But I mean, the way I look at Joe Smith Jr., 
it's hard to put a grade on this guy because I mean, do we is this is has he touched his ceiling already, or is he still progressing as a fighter? Because it's hard to see some of these guys like Joe Smith Jr. who have side jobs like this. I mean, Mauricio Herrera, the guy Danny Garcia beat the shit out of in Puerto Rico. He was working as a, a plumber on the side of boxing. And you see this from time to time when guys have a, a, a regular nine-to-five job and then they come in on Showtime, not saying Showtime television, but Showtime when the lights are bright, TVs are on, lights, camera, action. Joe Smith Jr. was in a big position his last fight, and he rose to the occasion. And now he's in there with, with a, a different customer. You're not in there with the age Bernard Hopkins. You don't have to worry about some of the dirty tactics that Hopkins would use to try to go to his advantage. But you are going in there with a young bull. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, let me let me stress on saying young. However, the physical uh, appearance of Sullivan Brer will seem to as if he wants to oppose his will against a guy like Joe Smith Jr. But Joe Smith Jr. is no slouch. No slouch at all. So what do you think about that fight, Willis? My man, Willa, Willa, Wilson, D. Willa, Wilson. I know he's he. I, look, I know you probably just kind of got a little uh, sideways about how I, you know, put your boy Bernard Hopkins on blast. Didn't mean to do that, brother. You know, um, I know you're a big Bernard Hopkins fan, and um, I was just wondering uh, uh, what you thought about the fight. And uh, look, I know you you probably yeah. just like you know Joe Smith Jr. Probably no man, my fault. A, a, I'm on this. Uh... <laughs> I'm on, I'm on this good Cali this good Cali drill right here. I'm just been lighting up, so I Ooh. didn't want to. I had it on mute. That was my fault. But <laughs> oh, oh no, you're good, you're good. Go ahead, man. Yeah, ever since ever since Joe Smith uh, Joe Smith Jr. Uh, JSJ, the white dynamite, great white dynamite from Long Island, New York. Ever since I saw him put take my man Bernard Hopkins out the pasture, and, and, and yeah, just take him out the pasture and put him out like that. I knew this was the this guy was the real deal. Going into that Hopkins fight, I watched a few highlights of this guy and I saw that he was dropping bombs. This guy's dropping bombs. He's dropping it might not be a Donna Stevenson bombs, but I think it's close from what I've seen. This guy's dropping bombs. He um he he's coming off of just knocking everybody out. He he has his one loss which was a knockout, I believe. He's twenty three and one. He had his one knock uh one loss that was a knockout. Um, but that was in 2010. He doesn't have that many fights. He's been fighting since '09, but he only has 24 fights. So, you know, he like you said, he's he's working. In fact, I think you said two or three days. No, I think he had the Sunday shift. I think after he beat oh up, beat up Hopkins, he went directly to work <laughs> to work and worked at 12. You know, so he probably put in 12 hours after that, and probably put in 12 hours on Friday. So this guy's the working man. God I want damn. to see him do this, man. I really want to see Joe Smith uh, Jr. do this. I want to because I think this will take him. If he if he beats Sullivan Barrera, he won't be working anymore. And uh, I think he deserves that. He's a oh, WBC uh, international lightweight uh, champion. Um, so you know Sullivan Barrera, we saw him get get that uh, get easy worked by by uh, Ward, but Ward is a different animal. But I don't know. You know, Sullivan Burr is a tough guy. I think both of these guys are – this is their, chi- their chance to make it. Um, and I think it's going to be a real good fight. I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction. I'm, I'm, I'm picking uh, Joe Smith Jr. with the KO. 
maybe around the night. I'm riding with this guy. You know, a lot of people say I'm racist or whatnot, but I'm riding with Joe Smith Jr., an American, a true American, a hard-working American. you know, um, you made some great, great analysis on this fight, Will. I, I really like that, my man. You already hit him with the great nickname, and the analysis on the fight was on point. But you did bring up that one comment right there. And, and you know, for the listeners out there who might be swayed to foolish uh, agendas of other hosts that would, you know, kind of place a label on you at times when you were just, you know, keeping it real as I knew you were because we both do the same thing. That's how we became tag team champions of the podcast world. What, if you had something to say to some of the listeners about comments of people saying, accusing you of being a racist man, what, what do you got anything you want to say to some of those people out there and try to like, you know, clear, clear the slate a little bit for some fighters or not fighters, but some fighting fans who let's say if they are a, a, a fighting fan of, of a, of a Caucasian male, which are very rare in boxing like Joe Smith jr. And if they were here, let's say before you made your comments on this fight, they would say, oh, D. Willow Wilson, he only likes black fighters, and, and he's gonna he's probably going to bash Joe Smith because he's white. Let's hear what he's got to say. Do you got anything to say to some of those listeners like that, my man? No. Um, I, I, all I would say is I'm, I, I always keep it real. When I see a young black fighter, I'm going to show him love off top usually, unless he's a sucker, right? If he's not, I'm going to show him love 100%. off top, and I'll let him prove, I'll let him prove to me he, you know, he doesn't have to prove as much as anybody else. But I'll give everybody a chance. I'm not going to hate on anybody because they're white or because they're Mexican or because they're uh, Eastern European or, you know, are just uh, are from the U.K. I'm not going to hate on them unless they're U.K. brothers. Now, if they're U.K. brothers, I'm going to hate on them <laughs> off top. So that already kills everything. You know what I'm saying? So that already kills everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just it ain't about race. It's about it's more about America and Joe Smith Jr. is American and he just and he and he can't it just he gives me some kind of pride. He seems like a guy I would chill with, a guy that's a hard working guy and he's throwing them bombs and that's what that's what boxing needs. To to be at its height, to hit its potential, you need a white American. We've got white guys, but you need a white American boxer that's hardworking, that's good for boxing, that's, you know, that's knocking boys out, that's great for boxing. We thought, uh, what was our boy, uh, what was the, uh, the, the guy's uh, son, the son, what's my man's name? Uh, it's, we talked uh, about it, uh, heavyweight. He was the great. Oh, uh, uh, Tommy Morrison. We're talking about. Uh, yeah, Tommy Baby, Baby Morrison. Morrison. You know, we need Baby Morrison. Yeah. We need we need uh, we need JSJ to to be champions to win, just to make boxing to get the white people into it, to get everybody into it. So you know, I want to see him win, and you know, it, it's more about America than anything. Uh, you know, but I am a Canelo right, guy, right. so it ain't even 100%. all about that. It just is what it is. I just keep it one hundred percent. And how I'm feeling at all times, man. RC, uh, would you like to take yeah. some calls uh, now? Or are we gonna wait? What you think about um, calls? We could, we could, uh, uh, we could hold off on one of these calls real quick. Let me just, uh, let me just comment on some of this stuff. And uh, I know that we got some people that have been telling me they're gonna call in, so we're definitely gonna get to some of those calls right now. Um, uh, not right now, definitely. but I just want to comment since we're in this in this moment of what we got swinging right now because not only you, Willis being accused of being a racist. Um, me being a Puerto Rican American, 
I, I, for some reason, people also accuse me of hating on Mexican fighters for so, some odd reason. You know, um, I just keep it simple and plain. Uh, steak and potatoes, man. I call it how I see it, just as you're saying. And I just wanted to clarify a few things from some of these people out there who uh, w- would, would somewhat think with a, a crooked agenda of other hosts and, and other outlooks of people just because, you know, boxing fans are so sensitive. And if you make any bad comment about one of their guys, then they're going to find – they're going to nitpick anything they can to, to try to, to, try to uh, ruin the, the image of another person just because of someone's opinion. And everyone's based on a, opinion, especially in boxing. I mean, it's a one-man sport. You know, you got your trainers and cutmans and all that, but they can't help you when it's time to get in there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for the most part, I just wanted to clarify that. And, um, you know, the U.K. brothers, like, I'm sorry, but, uh, it, you know, I'm riding with you on that one, Will. It's kind of hard to be a gentleman and sell like a, the type of a Mike Tyson would as a bad American. Like, that's what we want. And speaking of what we want, like how you're talking about Joe Smith Jr., we need a white guy. You are definitely right on that one again, my man. This is why my man D. Willow Wilson is going to be on the runner-up for co-host of the year in 2017. We need a white guy to bring the, the white public back to boxing because it seems like, well, this is how I feel. In boxing, who runs boxing? African-Americans and Hispanics. It's a proven fact. UFC was created because white guys just kept getting beat up in boxing. So they went and made their own little sport up. They created that whole thing on the side, which is, is fine. You know, it's been doing pretty good. Uh, not this year. It's been a pretty bad year for UFC. Matter of fact, boxing got the biggest UFC star coming in September. So, um, hey, you can't complain, but I'll tell you what. I'm with Joe Smith Jr. in this fight also, and if he, I'm with him going decision. I think he could win decision. But if he knocks out Sullivan Brer, watch out. The great white dynamite just turned into some, some, some TNT that the, the Wiley Coyote used to try to catch the Roadrunner with, just locked and loaded big time up to the top of the mountain. Because this guy right here, Joe Smith Jr., yes, he throws bombs. He he's got some youth in him. He seems like he knows how to just – he's not the greatest at cutting off the ring, but he is uh, above average in my opinion. And above average is a B-plus player. And that seems like what his ceiling could be to me. Um, Joe Smith Jr. definitely has, has one of the um, one of a really good uh, uh, chestnuts on his resume with knocking out Bernard Hopkins the way he did. Regardless of people want to say he was a uh, you know older in his time, Bernard Hopkins that's fine. But no one ever wants to critique Sergey Kovalev for not knocking him out because he felt sorry for him or something like that, or he didn't want to he didn't want to put that killer on him. But look who did Joe Smith Jr. and he did it with the uh, a, a lot of class after that fight too. So I'm with you on that one, man. I want to see the white American, the white American, not the white European, like the Kazakhstan Triple G, who uh, it seems to me like the American public is just so uh, they they pander to Triple G so much they want to claim him as one of their own. Which if you look at it on the other side of the fence, I guarantee you his people are not trying to claim Americans to be one of their own. It's just the double standard of boxing, which we always get it twisted on. Uh, You just cannot be blinded by the myths, people. And that's why you have the Outsiders of Boxing podcast with me and Willa. We keep it real. Some people might say we're crazy, but you know what? A lot of people used to say that Albert Einstein was crazy also. So you just got to take whatever you hear with a grain of salt when it comes to sideways comments 
and form your own opinion, you know, because that's what we do and um, that's what it is. So um, we'll just see how it is and um, we'll see what goes down. But I'm definitely rocking with Joe Smith Jr. also and uh, we'll see what's really going on, man. Um, um, another thing I wanted to get to since we got that one out the way, seems like there's rumors coming around about one of your boys, Willa, who uh, also debunks the whole idea of you being a racist, a Mexican fighter, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who had a bad outing against Canelo uh, Alvarez this last May. Um, but I think a lot of people who really know the sport of boxing will not take that and say, oh, he's done for. The way he looks is just terrible. He's garbage. People know, if you know the sport of boxing, that he took he, – he cut weight for that fight since a weight that he hasn't been at since 2012, you know. Um, and that took a lot of, out of Julio Chavez, man. Um, it was like when he was in that fight, I think the fight that he was prepared for was to make weight, and he did make weight for that fight. But when it came into the ropes the next night, my man didn't have no energy. He didn't have the stamina to go the distance. He didn't have the stamina to, to throw a certain amount of punches in each round. So, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I give Julio Cesar Chavez a lot of credit because people thought that he wasn't going to be able to make weight. He wasn't going to be able to be disciplined. And I'm pretty sure people thought after that Canelo fight, he was just going to cash out and let's say, uh, you know, fight some bum and look good afterwards because, you know, if you're a sucker, that's what you would have did. You look bad against a good guy. All right, so what am I going to do next? Um, will I fight tough competition or will I fight a bum and look good? He chose, as it seems right now, where there's smoke, there's fire, I believe. It seems like he's choosing to fight Danny Jacobs in December. Danny Jacobs, the man that I thought beat Triple G in the fight that which you were in attendance for, I thought that Danny Jacobs edged that fight. Also, when you're speaking on Danny Jacobs, isn't it funny if he lost that fight against Triple G, other contenders that were in line per se to fight Triple G and, 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 and leap over over Danny Jacobs? It, it would seem like if you couldn't get the Triple G fight, well, you'll fight second best. You'll fight Danny Jacobs, right? No. You got guys like David Lemieux who is on Twitter, people can look it up, saying, Danny Jacobs, I'd love to fight you, but I got bigger fish to fry. Who the fuck's a bigger fish to fry in the middleweight division if you can't get Triple G than Danny Jacobs? It just doesn't make no sense to me. Billy Joe Sanders don't want it. And it seems like all these guys are avoiding the guy who lost the fight on quotations. Lost the fight, Willa. He lost the fight, quotations. It seems to me that everybody knows what it is. Danny Jacobs won that fight. It was a proven fact when I got into my, my research that Triple G ribs got barbecued that night. It was obvious on, on, on eyesight from when you were there. And also, here's a fun fact for you fans out there who think we're crazy. Triple G could not fly after that fight, after that fight because if you look up rib injuries, when it comes to a certain altitude, it already hurts to breathe as it, as it is. And Triple G was not flying after that fight for a certain period of time. Wonder why, huh? Danny Jacobs barbecued his ass, and I think he won that fight, but when it comes to the crooked politics of boxing that I always talk about, there you have it. The proof is in the pudding. It's just who wants to open the jar. 
So if you don't want to open the jar and say, oh, no, he won the fight. That's why he's going to fight Canelo. That's cool. But, you know, real dudes know what it is. So if this fight does come down in December, which Julio Cesar Chavez is aiming for, one, Willa, how much credit should Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. get for taking a fight like this? Because Danny Jacobs is the goods, my man. Like, in my opinion, I think that he won the fight against Triple G, and if he was fighting Canelo, definitely would be a big underdog um, by, the, by the population standpoint with the casual fans. But I think that Danny Jacobs would probably give Canelo that work, big fella. So, one, how much credit should he get for this fight? And two, what do you see happening if this fight does take place? Man, as you said, I was a strong, strong Chavez Jr. advocate. I pushed for this young man. I knew that I knew that he had the heart and the skills to pay the bills, but he let me down, you know. And he's to the point where we're giving him credit for making weight. It's all his fault. Um, after this last outing, just going out like a sucker, just going out like a chump against um, against uh, Canelo. I just it left a bad taste in my mouth of Chavez Jr. Um, Danny Jacobs, like the guy we talked about, JSJ, um, Joe Smith Jr., he's an all-American guy. He's worked for it. He's fought cancer. He's gotten off the canvas. He's, he's everything that, that, you know, you strive for. And I want, you know, I, he, I am a fan of, uh, of, of Jacobs. Um, after what he did to Triple G, which, like you said, I was in attendance, uh, put in that work. He got, uh, he wasn't scared. He got dropped, got back up, wasn't scared, felt the power. That's why I want to see that again. Just like I said, Kovalev versus Ward was gonna be was gonna be easy work. The second time that he got that he got the that he he figured out he could take the punch. He figured out the timing at the end of the fight. Right. He was just beating him up. You know, I want to see that fight again because I think the, uh, Jacobs wins it easily against Triple G, and he's gonna beat oh, up so Chavez Jr. You know, he's gonna beat up Chavez Jr. and it's gonna be bad. Chavez Jr. might go to sleep. Um, fan of him anymore now oh shit. you know reality Mama. but in reality if he does win i'm gonna probably jump back on the train you know i'm just gonna <laughs> keep it real but as of right now like, i don't i don't think he's I'm gonna win no. yeah i think he's gonna no, get worse but if he if he oh, comes out it. and he gets and he get and he gets the win the ko or something like that which can't happen you know we've seen sergio mora drop jacobs We've seen uh, Golovkin drop him, so he can't get dropped. So, you know, let's no, – uh, it's, it's definitely true. That's that's a little cold-blooded, though, Willem. My man was struggling with the weight issue against Canelo, who's been averaging his, his fight at that weight. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, no, I mean, you're right, man. I feel you. It's 100% um, you wanna, on you him, man. Get to... so. Well, yeah, I feel it, man. Um, Definitely. Like, I look, Chavez looked like shit that night. It's no secret. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, I think he, he had a little bit more to prove focused on the wrong points. I think he thought that he could fight the way he normally fights, but when you cut that much weight and the way he was uh, so undisciplined to just, you know, try to get in there and do what he does and thinking that he's going to beat the cream of the crop right now as Canelo is, like, uh, you know, you better think twice on that. He should have been near that weight a long time ago. 
Chavez Jr. is not the king of L.A., you know. He's, he cannot just all of a sudden learn how to box now, like my boy did and box down Francis. You know, Chavez Jr., he only has one, one, one skill, and that's attacking and throwing a lot of shots. And if he's not in superior shape, he's going to get worked. And he hasn't been in superior shape in three years, four years. So, you know, I, I said RIP to his career last time we talked about this guy, and yeah. he, he hasn't been resurrected. He hasn't been oh, resurrected man, yet, so, you I'll know. You. All right, all right. Well, Easy work, shit, man. Jacob. Uh, <laughs> Easy work, Jacobs. I feel you. No, 100%. Like, I'm giving Travis Jr. credit for uh, busting his ass and making weight. But when it comes down to this fight, my man, um, yeah, it's no secret who I'm going to be rocking with because Danny Jacobs, like I said, is the goods, and he's been putting in that work. And I think he beat Triple G's. So, um, but do you want to get on uh, some of these callers over here, my man? Let's see what the, the caller you were talking about. See if they got a ca- uh, comment on this one. All right, we're gonna go by the longest wait. We've got a familiar number here. I think this is our guy, D from the eight four three. D, you're on the Outsiders podcast, man. What's up? Oh man, D. And he, and well, come on, dude. And hey, we go. We'll we'll go to the next one. We got a five five niner. Looks like a West Coast number. Oh, that's a mother. You're on. Uh, you're on uh, Outsiders Boxing with RC. What's up? What's going hey, on, five five nine? Yes, sir. We hear what's you. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's cranking? How you doing, man? What's going on? What's your good, name, my good. man? Good, good. It's hot as hell out here in California. What's up, Willis? What's up, man? Who, who is this? This is Milan, Robert, California. Oh, shit. What's okay, popping, what's man? going on, man? Uh, the 559 number, uh, you're out here in Central California's district with me, man. So what's going on? How you feeling, bro? Good, good. Hey, what you guys think about that R- IRS shit with uh, Mayweather? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, definitely, man. man. I, that was gonna be the next topic. Go ahead, RC. Yeah. Um. Well, shit, man. I mean, a lot of people are bringing up this whole IRS deal with Floyd Mayweather. I mean, um. At first, I felt like doing the Donald Trump talking about fake news, but you know, I, I mean, as, as, as I'm sure you two gentlemen know, the IRS don't play, and they ain't putting out no news for no reason. And uh, I mean. <laughs> Uh-oh, Floyd. I mean, it makes the most sense if Floyd's coming out to fight Conor McGregor, which a lot of people are looking at as a joke. I mean, it makes me think that, yo, if this shit's true, Floyd probably, um, he's probably going to fight again after this. I mean, you know, 50 Cent, one of Floyd's closest boys back in the day, was saying that Floyd's not, well, Floyd gambles ridiculously. At, uh, uh, he gambles on another level than 50, and 50 had money at that time back. We're talking like 2012 when 50 still had some of that get rich or die trying money. He says he gambles on a different level from a wealthy guy like 50, a rich guy like 50. I'm not going to say wealthy. But if Floyd Mayweather is really like this, it seems like he's, he, he fights, spends his money, fights, gets money, spends his money, and then fights. And that's the way 50 Cent put it out to me. So it's like, yo, it seems like to me like that shit's coming out to fruition because it's been a while since Floyd fought uh, Berto 
Uh, I can't remember the exact date it was, but man, if that shit's true, Floyd Mayweather, I mean, who knows how long this, uh, let's say uh, hundred million plus, let's say 150 million, what he'll get after this fight with the payouts and all that bullshit uh, put in together. But man, if that shit's true, um, man, Floyd Mayweather, man, you you need to step your game up, my man, because you need to you need to get some good advisors around you. I know he's running the little strip club out there that he just opened up. I forget the name of it in Las Vegas, but Floyd's doing a whole lot of things where he he doesn't seem like he has the the, the smart business mind as he always tells everybody that he does have. Um, my man Milan, are, do you are you are you buying it? Are you thinking that Floyd Mayweather ain't as rich as he says he is to people? Hey, RC. Talk to me. Hey, man, I've owed back taxes before. This shit ain't no joke. I'm pretty sure it's fucking true, man. It was bound to happen. (laughs) Hey, this is a perfect example of when Mayweather said he's a businessman before he's a fighter. That fool ain't a warrior, man. He's a businessman. And uh, I I hope hope McGregor gets a hold of him, man. I'm not a casual boxing fan. I'm a I'm a real hardcore boxing fan, and I, I can't wait, man. And uh, I can't wait for that thirty thirty on ESPN Mayweather riches to bitches. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hey, 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 go ahead, Willie. No, appreciate the call, man. Um. It's funny that you brought up. Uh, I think somebody brought up Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, rich people don't pay taxes sometimes. It's, it is what it is. That's how it goes down. You know, he got caught. It, you know, I, I think he's got enough. And even if he doesn't, he'll make enough to get this uh, to pay it off. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it what it is. But it's from it's from one year. So let's say it's a sixty seventy million dollars. You know, he makes this fight, and he pays it off, and it's all good. I don't think this is a big deal. You know, I know people are trying to, you know, make it like it's a big deal, make it like he's 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 poor, uh, like he's blown all his money. But I don't think he, he, he necessarily has. Um, this is what rich people do sometimes. They don't pay their taxes. They, they commit fraud. They do all kinds of stuff. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, but you know, say it's a lot of money, then you might want to look at Floyd maybe somehow losing so he can have that rematch, you know. Uh, you, you never know when it comes to money, but I don't think this is a big deal. But somebody like Floyd, he can pay these people off easy, you know. That might be that might be a good thing for boxing because that means Floyd Mayweather has to stick around and pay the IRS off if it's that big of a deal. So then we might see another Pacquiao. We might see something else to make him get his money, which he can do. So we could hate on Floyd all all we want. We could talk about how he's not perfect with his money, how he's, how 50 Cent did this and that. We can do all that. But he can at any time make $200 million at any time that he wants. You say he's going to make one oh, yeah. I think he's gonna make. I think he's gonna make more than 150. You know, so uh, so I'm right, not right. feeling sorry for this man. I don't think anybody should. He's gonna whoop McGregor and your boy. He said he was a boxing fan, uh, a boxing enthusiast. 
a hardcore boxing fan, but he wants to see Floyd catch that work from a bum like McGregor who looks like a clown <laughs> in the ring. I mean, he, you know, this guy's probably – it sounds like he's perpetrating. Uh, he's an undercover UFC guy wanting to see Floyd get embarrassed. If Floyd loses, <laughs> undercover. boxing is embarrassed. Boxing is embarrassed, yeah. Floyd loses. <laughs> yeah, if Floyd loses, man, it's a wrap. We we don't have to do a show for the rest of the goddamn year. And you, you mentioned him looking like a clown, Willa. Uh, not Floyd uh, McGregor, definitely looking like like a clown when it comes to it, it doing work on a heavy bag, uh, ducking under it and shit like that. But you know what? I'm not. I mean, my man Mulan, I'm not mad at you, man. I understand. I understand you're probably not a fan of guys who are focused more on defense, like Floyd Mayweather is. So I feel you on that, my man. But you gotta. I know what you want to happen. That's obvious. You want to see Floyd lose. But what do you think is gonna happen if you had to put your money on it? You had to put your house on it. You had to put. You had to put. You had to take something to 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 the pawn shop and try and get it back off something you flipped. What do you think is gonna happen in this fight, regardless of what you want to happen, brother? Oh man! Womp womp womp! Just <laughs> like that guy. He's back there. Hey, he's back there cooking tortillas or something, dog. I don't know what the what the hell he's doing. Hey, you want to try? Uh, uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's try another uh, one, man. Abdi's talking about. This guy eight four three is back. Eight four three, are you with us? Yo yo, what's good? Y'all can hear me? Hey, yeah, we can this hear is you. Don't, act like, don't act like we couldn't hear our you last time, nigga. Dude, I, I was like, <laughs> I'm like yelling and shit. Like you couldn't hear me. I can hear y'all though. You gotta press the yeah, mute button, man. Yeah. Come on now. I do you have it on mute? No, it's all good. Oh, man, sure. is, well, ladies good. and gentlemen, this is our, this is our friendly fella from the truck. From the truck. D from hey. the 843. What's going down, my man? All right, y'all. Y'all clowning the shit out this uh, McGregor Floyd fight. Just like everybody else. Uh-oh. Is it going to be a damn joke? Is it going to be a joke? Yeah, it's going to be a joke. I know. Hey, it's going to be a joke. Goddamn well, it's going to be a joke. I'm going to send this out to everybody who was down with us since OTG. If you want to put some money on uh, Floyd, Floyd ain't going to stop him. That fight probably going to go 12 rounds. I'm sending it out there. Everybody know me can get a hold of me. (laughs) I said, now, if you Floyd Floyd ain't going to stop that dude, man. You need better watch out for the first two rounds. You better watch out for the first two rounds. Floyd could um, sweep him early. I mean, uh, McGregor could sweep him early. Dude, early. Have you been drinking early? I'm at work, man. Ain't nobody (laughs) drinking tonight. (laughs) (laughs) D-Willa, talk. My man, D from the 843 has been a boxing champion. It's a slim chance that happens. It's a slim chance that that happens, yeah, but, hey, it could be, happen. Uh, yeah, take, you know, take all this encounter. How old is he, 40? What is he, 41 yeah, now? Snowball's no, no chance in hell, but, yeah, okay. He's, he just, he's, uh, he's pushing 41 right now, I believe. It may okay, be halfway 40, through 41. 40. Halfway right, through 40. Uh, now, McGregor, see, a lot of people count McGregor like he ain't got no kind of skill whatsoever. A man do know how to fight. Correct. Now, does that transcend in the boxing fight? Not a whole lot, but hey, the man can swing, swing them things. He can swing them things. And Floyd, who knows what? Uh, who knows what? Uh, <laughs> you know, huh? 
I'm just saying, man. I give I give the man a small chance. Nah, I've given him a small chance, but I give him, you know, I give him that. Hey, D, that's what you want to see happen, huh? right? What do you think? You think he can stop him, Willis? You think no, he can I stop him? You, yes, I think Floyd will stop him. But do you want to see Floyd lose? That's the question I'm asking. Anybody that know me know I can't stand the fucker. So yeah, I do want to see him lose. <laughs> but I. <laughs> Hey, but, I mean, you know, he cherry-picked fucking 90% of his career. Uh, he's always been, Ugh. you know, he's always been, you know, sheltered. So, I mean, it's like he's always Ugh. had the upper hand since day one. I can name four fucking fighters that uh, probably would have beat oh him. My. Paul Williams, oh, my God. Paul Williams would have killed him. Would've. Paul Williams would have killed him. Uh, you know, but probably would have hurt him. him. See, that's Corey, why you know, that's why that's why D from the, that's why D from the eight four three is a true boxing enthusiast because the Paul Williams fight is something that a lot of boxing fans were talking about back in the avoided yeah. that fight. But but you know, you, my man D, you know so much about boxing, but come on, man, you know Conor McGregor. I mean, I feel oh you. man, you know, I feel uh, man, he's probably gonna lose. He's probably gonna lose. But Floyd, when the last time Floyd knocked somebody out? I'm based. I'm using that all. I'm put, you know, I don't. When's the last time he ain't got the power to hurt that boy like that? Now what hey, I am concerned with time? a little bit when he gets to about nine, ten, him running out of gas, that could happen. But Floyd, Floyd ain't gonna physically stop him. That when's the last time Floyd fought a bum with no boxing? Oh, uh, Berto. Well, I mean, I call Berto a bum. Berto was like, you know, nah. Berto don't have Berto no, no bum. Berto don't have no boxing skills like. You know, Berto ain't the best, and he's, you're right, he is a bum. Mm-hmm. But he's not a supreme bum that doesn't know. Like, McGregor <laughs> in boxing is like a real bum. When I call Berto a bum in boxing, that's just me taking it a little too far, saying that he's washed up. Right. But he's still a boxer, and he has skills. Yeah. McGregor has no skill. He's going to be caught by punches. He will go to sleep. Everybody likes I'm saying more, that. More than likely okay. a TKO. You're basing more that, than how are you basing that off of? What are you basing that, that off of? Just because he, 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 he ain't got any boxing matches, right? Right. Exactly. You can't base exactly. it. See, you could be one of the dumb. You could be one of the dumb ones. No disrespect, but you can't base it off that right there, man. The man does know how to fight. Hold up. Wait. So hold up. Wait. Let me just. Let me just think. Hold up. I'm trying to go where D's going at. So 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 the D. You might be on the, the, the idea of, since we haven't seen Connor box yet, he might be better than people think just because we haven't seen what he can do yet, right? Hey, I think he's going to do better than Berto. I think he's going to do probably better than Guerrero. Oh, my goodness. I think this fight right here is going to shock a lot of people. That's a lot Will of he shit wins, right Probably there, not. What about mm-hmm. Willa's? Uh, what about Willa's idea of Floyd possibly, you know, possibly taking a dive in this fight just to get some extra money rematch? If Connor wins, imagine hey. the rematch money. Hey, that's a strong possibility, especially with this IRS shit. <laughs> I wouldn't put shit past that right there. But we you all think know. The, you th- Floyd, huh? I, I was, was about to say, say we all think- know what the O means to Floyd. That O uh, uh, oh, in yeah, getting this fifty fight. Though. If he's heavy in debt like that, so it, I, it goes to show what's more important, the O or the money. Do you think that this IRS right. uh, 
propaganda that's coming out all of a sudden the day before the press conference of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather? Because I guarantee you, tomorrow at the press conference, Conor McGregor is going to be throwing mad shade at Floyd Mayweather for being out owing the IRS money and all this. Do you buy into it, my man? Or do you think that it's just some what Donald Trump would call fake news? Right. If I'm mistaken, uh, what do you owe uh, way back when? What, you know, does he owe more this time than he did the last time? What was that? That was back in 08? What was that? Wait a minute. You know they got know, I don't be pocket watching niggas like that. Me, me neither. Yeah, but I'm just know. saying, no, he, <laughs> this, ain't the first, this ain't the first time he, 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 he's owed IRS, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, if I'm mistaken, he owed more last time. And, you know, like I tell people, Floyd got a lot of assets. That don't mean he got a lot of cash sitting around. He got a lot of assets, stuff that worth money. But he might Ooh. not be having that cash like that. Uh, you buy, you know, buying man. into the you buying into him owing money, D? Well, we all know he likes to gamble. You know, he always posts. You know, he hasn't posted none recently, but uh, he's always uh, posted uh, his winning tickets, never the losing tickets. So, how how big is yeah. the gambling problem? Yeah, he might yeah, have no, a real big none. gambling problem being out there in Vegas. I'm asking Floyd, where them backpacks at, bruh? Then backpacks, he's been posting pictures with all the money at y'all. I mean, if you owe money like that, which is if it, if it is fake news, I mean, this is a perfect time to post a picture of him uh, uh, swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck or some shit like that. Like, who's owing money? Well, we haven't seen nothing. So, like, uh, like I told Willa, D. Willa Wilson earlier about uh, where there's smoke, there might be fire, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I, we'll see. I definitely believe that he owes the IRS. Now, I don't believe that that's fake news, but is it a big deal? It, it, I don't think so. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I feel um, it. I feel we're it, at, yeah. We're at that last five minutes. Um, we've got another caller. We want to go to them quickly. Oh, well, they, yeah, they dropped off quick. anyway. Let's see what's up. They, oh, they, they dropped, dropped off anyway. Okay. okay, all right. Well, man, we're at the last five minutes of the show, and, I mean, you know, I just wanted to get to a lot of some of this stuff that's coming up. It seems like when we're talking about the the big names Floyd Mayweather coming back is definitely a big name in boxing and Conor McGregor is a big name in UFC and in, in in sports culture as of today a lot of people like those bozos like Skip Bayless think that um you know he's the baddest man on the planet and um it's definitely it's definitely getting uh the the water contaminated if we got my man D from the eight four three thinking that it might be early work if 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 Floyd gets caught with something like that so. I mean, who knows what's going on, man, in, in, in all this. But, you know, D. Bullet Wilson made a great point. You know, if you got money like that, you probably, you know, ta- paying taxes is probably the last thing on your checklist when you're living like Floyd in different countries, out wherever he wants to be, doing whatever he wants to do. Um, I'm pretty sure Floyd Mayweather wouldn't be taking money out of his, co- uh, his kid's college tuition to, to be scrambling for a paycheck to, to pay off the IRS and then and then worry about what his balance is on his debit card afterwards. So um, I definitely wouldn't want to call it fake news because, uh, you know, where something's going on, there might be fire. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Floyd Mayweather, who has a net worth of what he made in boxing is up to $700 million. And after this fight with Conor McGregor, 
It might be 800. It might be 900. Who knows how much Floyd makes with this fight? Uh, one thing that was involved in this fight was the money disclosure will not be put out there immediately. So we don't know what everybody's going to make. Uh, it's, it's all rumors and speculation. We know Connor would uh, be looking at the biggest paycheck of his fucking career because my man's uh, tied with Brock Lesnar in the UFC for the biggest contract of being $2.5 million with his fight with, uh, with uh, I forget, Nate Diaz or some shit like that, some scrub that was in UFC. So $2.5 million being a record in UFC as far as paychecks go. My man ain't even making more money than Adrian Broner. So, hey, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, um, you know, I, w- I definitely want to thank everybody for uh, calling in and bringing up some, some good valid points. And D from the 843, obviously throwing some curveballs at it. We know he don't like Floyd, and he's bringing up some good points. And, and D. Willow Wilson always coming with that fire. And, I mean, you know, uh, this is what we want coming forward with the Outsiders of Boxing podcast with me and D. Willow, which will have its own page coming up very soon. Um, we're just going through the, the logistics of, of uh, what our podcast will be as far as explicit context, sponsors, and all that bullshit. So um, I just want to thank everybody for participating today. D. Willow Wilson, D. from the A43, do you guys got any last comments you want to speak on as far as what's coming up in the near future? Well, no, it's just uh, I think D got off. Um, no, I want to say let's go, Joe Smith. I want to see, I want to see you make it, man. I want to see that good work. I want to see it happen. Um, and like you said, outside of the boxing, we'll have their own thing real soon. Soon, just just wait and chill, and we'll make it happen. I appreciate it. Most definitely, man. And there you have it from the tag team. Champions of the podcasting world, RC, the host with the most, D. Willow Wilson, the guest who got it best, and everybody who else participated in this show today. We appreciate you guys. We hope you can come back to us. That way, some people could be served a plate of crow for some crazy comments about Floyd might be losing in the second round if he gets caught. I don't know about all that, my man. But, hey, what I do know about is that we'll be, we'll, we'll be back next week uh, covering – what happens as far as the recap goes from some of these fights this week. And then we'll be covering what's coming up from the near future. So speaking from the, the, the outsiders of boxing team, me and my man, D Willow Wilson, thank you all for joining us. And we will hope to check in with you guys as soon as we can, whenever it comes up, this is Monday outsiders of boxing podcast. We hope you guys enjoy your week. Let the hype build up. The press conference will be tomorrow. It's going to be lit. We will cover it. And we'll be back soon again, as we always said we would be. Outside of the Boxing Podcast, we out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.